sorry yes this is one of the magic word which we have learned when we were the toddlers so in this chapter 10 handling mistakes complaints and criticism we have been taught by dale carnegie that how a leader can be just good enough in taking all these advices let's see he says be the first to admit your mistakes and others will rush to absolve you and reassure you yeah the moment you start saying sorry people start coming to you and say it's okay don't worry mistakes happen you know but opposite to it if you choose tactic blaming everyone else around you people will soon contradict you they'll try to defend themselves and not only this the things will come back to you only they'll start blaming you only so that's why dil kanegi gives this beautiful thing that admit your mistakes before anyone else has a chance to point them out laugh about it if you can do not try to minimize the consequences this applies everywhere my dear friends maybe in a company in a family a group of friends wherever dale carnegie really insists on this fact that a leader must take responsibility for his or her own mistakes and never accuse anyone else this is very easy for a leader to blame anyone else you know think twice before criticizing or blaming anyone if the person who made the mistake already knows what happened and why it happened and what has to be done to prevent it happening again so that it should not be repeated into the future so then my dear friends there is no point in adding anything else what is the need to make that person feel that yes he or she is at fault and then make that person feel so uncomfortable where you know they are already into that state Dale Carnegie says that we must avoid the blame game at all costs and there are two reasons you know what it actually generally you know leads to the person at fault trying to wriggle out of it or hide from it and second reason is people who are severely criticized will take fewer risks and initiatives they'll be less creative then and the organization that they work for will automatically lose a big part of their potential because they are being harassed yeah however if after reflection some criticism still seems necessary doing it with some respect the objective is to improve not to judge you know then among others we can take up one thing and that is performance assessment interview It became a performance development interview nowadays. Yes, it's not performance assessment interview. You know, at a job, at a working place, in your job, it should be your development interview to create a receptive atmosphere for your team. Criticism must follow sincere compliments. Dale Carnegie says that in a general way, amiability is much more persuasive than you know accusation and raised voices in front of others through a number of examples he actually reveals this content let me just give you those rules which he talks about one he says 
use 3 plus 1 rule as a leader. Now, what is this 3 plus 1 rule? He says, when we want to criticize anybody else, the idea should not to should not be you know to say anything, but to write it down. When once we find three positive things about the person, the rule or the company or the organization, the habit in question, then we become entitled to express the criticism. So express first of all three any good positive things about that person, and then you can just throw a little bit in a very polite manner your one criticism this is one way of it and second way is most tactic one and successful one as well and that is this method is being called sandwich method now why it is being called sandwich method see we begin by talking about the positive achievements of the person in question here in this method and then we move on to the points to be developed and improved, right? We are not here criticizing. We are just talking about the area where the person can improve. So that is in the middle of the sandwich. And how we are to finish? How valuable an asset the person is for the organization by telling that person, by making that person feel, by giving that importance to that person. This method is very successful. And let's retain the idea at the end of this chapter. Rapidly admit your mistakes, put the brakes on your criticism and above all, be constructive even if you are to criticize someone else. So this is the whole essence of this beautiful chapter, handling mistakes, complaints and criticism. So let's continue the journey of the leader in you. Chapter 11, Setting Goals. Why it's important to set goals? Of course, even if you are a professional, why it is important? I'll quote here one of beautiful wording of Tony Robbins. He says, setting goals is the first step in turning the invisible into the visible things. Yes, of course, that's true. Goals actually give you focus and without a goal, your efforts can become disjointed and often confusing too. Okay, let's quote one example. A goal takes the flight of a hummingbird, sort of, which is chaotic, erratic and focuses it much like a hawk swinging down for its prey, you know. He's swooping down. It allows you to zero in on each day's task with laser precision and all that. Weeding out wasted effort and idle moment. So goals help you measure progress. And Dale Carnegie says that goals gives an idea of the future or desired result that a person or group plans and commits to achieve it. It helps us to keep our efforts focused. And it also allows us to measure it. Having a goal is just like having a map. We know where we are heading. And this gives us motivation and more energy to achieve goals. Setting realistic, stimulating, clear and measurable goals as a leader is very essential. 
and you know how i make what he says about this very funny but beautiful quote that a goal is a dream with an expiration date and yes it's a fact kanagi says to set goals that are both stimulate and realistic clear and measurable for the short term and for the long term everything it is important to take a decision at the right time in his view these goals offer us a target to keep in our sights they also allow us to measure our success yes setting small and intermediate goals maybe most major challenges are met when the target goals are part of a series of intermediate objectives you know and when we set small goals it's in fact a process of which which encourages and motivates and this method recommended that setting yourself small objectives and reaching them is just like a slight bigger objective and what counts is to keep on planning to set goals and to act in order to reach those goals as well so we need to set our priorities as a leader in objectives and once our objectives have been determined we now need to ask ourselves what the most important goal in our eyes is and the biggest challenge is what comes next yes we must ask ourselves that now i am done with this goal i have achieved it i'm done with my this aspiration now what next and every what next question really leaves you spellbounded and makes you feel that how much energetic you are feeling to go ahead on your success path more and more chapter 12 of the book the leader in you by dale carnegie focus and discipline yes these two are the knacks which every leader has to possess it should be like inbuilt into a leader many people ask the same question everywhere how do i improve my self discipline and focus My dear friends these skills are not taught at school and most people do not know even how to improve them on top of this we encounter every day many distractions and situations that do not allow us to focus and which weaken our discipline and resolutions too if you ask people about self discipline and focus they would agree that they are important and necessary skills but however they believe that these skills are hard to get and they think that improving them would require a lot of time and effort which they do not want to invest improving discipline and focus actually requires time and some efforts too but it's not so hard improving them we often spend our time in watching tv gossiping texting and interacting with other people on on our mobile phones or on social media however to improve self discipline and focus we just need a fraction of this time you know and there are very clear objectives to improve this if you really wanted to achieve these skills the first thing which you have to do believe in yourself be a preserver and take care not to get distracted 
then it may be in business and a family in sport in politics follow simple rules and your chances of success will be fabulous dale carnegie says our capacity to focus on an objective makes the difference between those who succeed and those who fail this applies to any area of activity he believes that to get what we want in life we have to believe in ourselves and be determined to fight to get it it's important to preserve to try again and again patience and perseverance only can accomplish more than a brilliant mind remember my dear friends till carnegie's beautiful words that when things go wrong don't let anything or anyone discourage you never give up this is the one and only rule of almost everyone who ever succeeded it goes without saying that there will be times when we feel discouraged what counts is overcoming difficulties if you can do that the world will be your oyster yes the world will be your oyster and you're just like a pearl in it in concrete terms or on a daily basis this simply mean that it's crucial to keep your goal in your mind at all times of course it's a fact but work hard without ever straying from this path take one step at a time and master every detail of it to illustrate this idea of perseverance and intense focus till carnegie gives a number of examples and of course how many examples are already lying in our daily life we know unless or until we'll not get up and have a glass of water our thirst will not be quenched so for that also we need to put some effort the same way if we are to keep the retention of our focus and we are to be disciplined we have to be continued in putting up all the efforts so that we feel rejuvenated so that we feel ever excited